folks, if you didn't listen to last uh, week's podcast, the last episode that we put out, you need to go back because we had a heated exchange. Brother Rick and myself. I wouldn't say it was heated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, look, welcome to the Red River Rising. Glad to have you with us today. Uh, Rick, we're going to try to stay civil today, you and me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think my black eye is healed. That's right. <laughs> I think everything's going to be all right. But we've been getting to do the book of Job and having a good time with it, and I hope you have too. And, and today we're going to kind of look at something. I think we're going to get into um, a little different reasonings here um, uh, of after the friends came and talked. Rick, catch us up here, man. Okay. So his three friends came, and they basically said, these bad things are happening to you because you're a wicked sinner. So just confess your sin, repent, and everything will be all right. And Job is like, I know God's doing this to me, but I don't under- I don't understand why, because I haven't done anything wrong. No. So that's where we're at. And and each of his friends had taken turns you know, accusing him, and, mm-hmm. and Job st- stuck to his guns each time, said, I haven't done these wicked things. Yeah. And so I want to take a moment to talk about, you know, if you're ever flooded with slander or accusations. Well, that's not any of our listeners. Nobody has ever had that happen. What? <laughs> right. Not in the workplace. Not, at, you know, in schools. Yeah. Never, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you need to keep your focus on God and what he says about you. You know, don't let man define you. Yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah. That's good, right? Don't let those around you define who you are. Um, in Romans 3, verse 4, it says, Let God be true and every man a liar. So God is truth. Mm-hmm. Okay? God doesn't lie. No. Man lies. So, you know, why put the words of man above the words of God in your life? Yeah. In, in how you see your value and your worth. Absolutely. Um, Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 says, Blessed are those who do not follow the advice of the ungodly, but delight in the law of the Lord. So now if someone's going around saying negative things, slandering, okay, they're behaving ungodly. Don't listen to their words. Well, let me – can I pause right there mm-hmm. sure. for a second, Rick? Because yeah, let me tell you what I think happens often is um, – have you ever heard in a sales tactic, they call it the broken record method. Have you ever heard this? Mm-mm. So the, the broken record method is basically saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And then eventually, by saying the same thing over and over and over, somebody would be willing to buy into the product that you have. So if you talk about, um, if you're selling vacuum cleaners and you go to somebody's door and you talk about the vacuum cleaner and you talk about how well it does and you keep saying it over and over and over how much of a benefit it would be, how benefit, 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 benefit. Well, by the time you're done, they think, well, no, this really could benefit me. If you've got people talking to you, you're going to flow with whatever you feed the most. So what I, what I say all this to get to, people will constantly bombard you with uh, false accusations or false perceptions of you or what have you, where do you get the opposite of that from? The Word of God. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about what Jesus, what God has told you, know, told you who you are, who Jesus displayed who you can be, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff through him, then you need to have just as much opposition to that negativity in your life. If you don't spend time with that, mm-hmm. getting that into you, telling you, you are a, a priest of, of Christ. You are loved unconditionally. You are a, a, a royal priesthood. You, you know, mm-hmm. you are a child of God. You're, you, you, you are so valuable that God gave his only begotten son to die for you. If you don't keep getting those things put into your life, 
the other negative is always going to drown out what little bit of positive you put in. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whichever. So you've got the slandering report mm-hmm. from other, from uh, other fellow people, mm-hmm. and you got the good report from God. That's right. So whichever report you give more attention to, right. whichever one you're feeding the most is going to be the, the strongest. Most. That's exactly yeah. right. Because if you just say, well, well, I know, you know, everybody knows John 3.16. I mean, I'm not quote that all day long. But if you know that one verse, and that's the only time you're ever spending time in the Word, learning about who you are, mm-hmm. but every time you go to work, you're dealing with, you know, the, the Toms and, and the, 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 the Karens that are out there that are beating you up constantly, but you're only spending what, you know, three seconds thinking of a verse scripture. You, you, you hear them more than you hear God. So I say, I say to challenge you, get back into the word more, get more of that feeding into you so, so that you'll know who you are in God. And that when those things come, it's a whole lot easier to stand up to it when you just read that morning. You know, about God's uh, saving you from the law of man. Yeah. And you start reading through Romans and, and that you're set free from that. Or Galatians, when you're looking at condemnation from actions, and Galatians is telling you that you're set free from those things. Yeah. You know? yeah. It, when you were just speaking, it reminded me of David. After uh, they were they were away in the their hometown, they were living in Ziklag mm-hmm. at the time, David and his men and their families. And while they David and his men were away... Um, the town got raided and sacked and, and their families were taken off as slaves. Mm-hmm. And so when David and his men returned and they saw what happened, the men were all so upset. They wanted to, you know, they, they blamed David and wanted to kill him. Yeah. So just imagine all the negative words and slanders that were being spoken against David. Yeah. And what did David do? He encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. He wouldn't have That's been right. able to stand up to that right. unless he had been, you know, immersed in the word of God. And we know that David you know, was a man after God's own heart mm-hmm. and was constantly in the Word. And you just hit the nail on the head when he encouraged himself. Now, he had to remind himself constantly right. of what, who God was and yeah. what he could do. He had to encourage himself, right. not somebody else encourage him from it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And the only way he could do that is to have that Word in him. That's right. And to, you know, read it and study it and meditate that's on right. it, which we all know that's what David did. Yep. Absolutely. Amen. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I just That's fine. I wanted to make sure we brought that out too. Yeah. So I want to bring up an example here of listening to the word of God versus um the you know, what circumstances might say or what other people sure. might say. And it's found in Romans uh chapter four, verse eighteen through twenty one. It says Who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through him, through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. So just imagine Abraham. You know, 75 years old, God gives him a promise. You're going to have a son. Mm-hmm. Well, that took 25 years to manifest. Yeah. You know, so for 25 years, Abraham's saying, God's going to give me a son. I'm going to have descendants, numerous descendants that you can't even count. Mm-hmm. You know, and just imagine the people, 
you know, that interacted with Abraham. Right. You know, yeah, they might have been polite and, and pandered him, and then as they walked away, rolled their eyes or mm-hmm. talked behind his back. You know, that guy's nuts. Look how old he is. Right. He's not going to have a son. Sure. You know, or they might have even been courageous enough to say, look, Abraham, look how old you are. This is nonsense. Yeah. Stop talking nonsense. Yeah. Okay, but see, Abraham didn't focus on his abilities. Mm-hmm. He focused on that with God, all things are possible. Sure. So he, he put his focus on what God, if God said it, you know, first of all, he won't lie. He'll do it. And secondly, he is capable of doing it. That's right. You know, because what's impossible with man is possible with God. God. That's right. So he focused on God and God's word and, and had faith in God instead of focusing on those around him or his circumstances. Sure. And, um, and he received the promise. Absolutely. And, and that believing God was counted to him as, as righteousness. righteousness. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, folks, if, you know, if there's ever a time in your life, and we all go through these seasons and storms where, you know, everywhere you turn, you're being, you know, slandered or talked negatively about, you know, believe God's report. Yeah. Not their report. And I'm going to go a step farther. Then get away from goofy people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but if you work with them, yeah. well, sometimes I, it's kind of hard. But it, it is, I but understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, get away from them. If that, your circle of friends are running you down, you know, find new friends. That's exactly right. And look, if it's at work and they're, they're – I get it. I mean, I really do. Uh, you know, is there another department you can go to, whatever maybe? Or yeah. just, you know, just fully rely on God. Do the frog method yeah. and just fully rely on God, you know, right. to get you through it. But if you have a choice – yeah, get away from goofy people, man. Don't don't don't, don't sit there. And, you know, I was uh, reading something this morning. I'm going to get off the subject here, Rick. We got a few minutes. I think we might be able to spare. I was reading something this morning. You know about Psalms 23. You know, and um, you know it says that uh, 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 that there's a table set before your enemies. A table set for you in the presence of your enemies. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And who's at that table with you? Jesus is at the table with you. Don't give your enemies a seat at your table. <laughs> they might be in the presence of them, but that doesn't mean that you've invited them to sit down and partake of your dinner. Right. So you need yeah. to you need to tell them in the name of Jesus. You you know move move out. You're not going, you're not going to sit at my table. I might be in the presence of you, but that doesn't mean that I have to entertain you. Right. You know. Yeah. Anyway. That's good. All right. Let's move on, man. Sorry. Okay. So uh, now we want to get back to the book of Job. We're going to start in chapter 10, verse 2. And this is where Job goes from maintaining his innocence to actually accusing God of, of uh, injustice. Yeah. Okay. Here's, where, here's where he starts going awry. Right. Yeah. Correct. And it says, uh, Job is speaking in verse 2, I will say to God, do not condemn me. Show me why you contend with me. So Job is declaring, you know, I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. You know, God, show me why, you know, justify why you're doing this to me because I haven't done anything wrong. Right. You know, um, you know, like, so now, I don't know, we, we're kind of silly, I guess, because it's in nature, you know. Here you have the almighty sovereign God and, and a man of dust. You know, is going to stand up to him and say, "Do not condemn me." <laughs> I just kind of find it humorous. You know yeah. how how in in the flesh we can get so bold, but you know when that judgment day comes and we stand before him in his awesomeness and we realize how mm-hmm. puny and insignificant we are, yeah. you know that that whole attitude is going to change. Yep. But by then it'd be too late for many people. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. Yeah. Remember that experience you had out here in the That's sanctuary exactly right. where you experienced. The, the presence of God, the presence there. and power That's of right. God. That's right. I mean, just imagine how much 
stronger that's going to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, when we step into the spiritual realm. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, it's not a game. Yeah. It's not a game. Yeah. But even when Job kind of got haughty with God, God didn't strike him down with a lightning bolt. Yeah. You know? So, again, a, a demonstration of his compassion and his mercy, which James said that the book of Job was a book of God's compassion and mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he, you know, and later on we're going to see how God responds to Job by coming to him and say, you know, essentially saying, come, let's reason together. Let's yeah. talk this out, you know. Um, and I do believe that's God's first step. You know, now if we respond to that, we repent, we're, we're, we gain right standing with God. If we Reconciliation with that. Yeah, yeah, if we don't, if we resist it, you know, we continue on in rebellion, then, uh, you know, more things are going to happen in our lives. More negative things are going to happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'll give you a hint. Uh, just repent the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, then in chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, Job says... Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? So Job's still maintaining, you know, all these bad things are coming from the hand of God. Mm-hmm. When in fact we've already seen that they have come from the hand of Satan. Right. So Job is is actually accusing God of doing that which Satan did. Mm-hmm. And how many times in our lives have we blamed God for bad things that happened in our lives. And the devil just laugh all the way through it. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yep. I think in most cases it's it's our sinful living or things, you know, we exercise poor yeah. decisions and stuff. Right. And we're suffering the negative con- consequences of our choices, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm a firm believer that when you sin, you're creating darkness in the spiritual realm. You're creating darkness around you. And so you're giving the prince of darkness those powers of darkness yeah. room to operate That's right. around you in your life. You. That's yeah. Exactly so I would agree with that. But a lot of times, you know, we, we think when bad things happen, it's, it's God doing it to us directly. You know, I'm not one for self condemnation, but I am one for self examination. Um, and, and, and I seek the Lord, you know, Lord, if it's in me, purge it out. If it doesn't need to be, um, it's what will happen is, is I may not be one looking for something wrong, but the the Lord may bring something to me, mm-hmm. to my attention, that hey, you know, I'm I'm going to deal with you on this now, you know, because my intent or my 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 my, my goal um, is to be as Christ-like as possible, mm-hmm. right? So it's not that I'm sitting there living in condemnation every time I screw up, and it's not that I'm self-examining, going, oh, I need to fix this, 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 and this, because I don't really think that's right either. But I do believe in saying, Lord, if it's not in me. If it's not supposed to be in me, purge it out of me and teach me with that. Yeah. And then the Lord will bring to me, hey, you know, this is something that I'm, I, you get convicted over it. Yeah. And then you change those things. Right. Um, but with all that being said, that's also changes your lifestyle. Hmm. You, you, exactly right. I think, I think we give the devil too much credit. Um, and a lot of things are the fact that we make bad choices uh, and then, Bad things happen because of those choices. And then, yeah, that's what we go. Oh, God, help us, help us, help. Now, I'm not saying God won't help you out of a bad situation. Yeah. But here, I mean, you know, but if you did not made that path to begin with, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be at that crossroad that you're at with it. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. deny the flesh. Yeah. And, and, you know. Walk in the spirit. When that conviction comes to you, respond to it. Oh, yes. Because, you know. 
purging can can occur through the Holy Spirit convicting you and you responding to it, or it can also occur through the fiery trial. That's exactly right. And exactly. so I would encourage you to to purge it out through conviction. And you know what happens when you don't respond to it? Either way, the Bible calls it hardening of your heart. Mm-hmm. And so before long, you're in such a bad spot that you don't even seek God anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you're turned over to a reprobate mind with it. Yeah, you know, and, and that part probably comes even after the purging by fire, and that's you right. still refuse to you let still go refuse. Of it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So. that's right. Anyway. So be wise. Respond yes. to God. Absolutely. Okay, uh, getting back to Job here, I think, let's see. So, yeah, uh, in chapter 19, verses 7 and 8, he says, If I cry out concerning wrong, I am not heard. If I cry out loud, there is no justice. He has fenced up my way so that I cannot pass, and he has set darkness in my path. So, basically, Job's saying here that if I cry out concerning, you know, I've been wronged by God, Who's going to hear me? Yeah. You know, God's the Almighty. What can I do against Him? You know, and then He goes into how He, you know, God has fenced me up, and I can't pass. I can't do anything. You know, He sent darkness all around me. Mm-hmm. So Job is acknowledging that God is mightier than him, and he can't really contend with Him. Yeah. But he's saying, you know, I've been wronged. So basically, he's saying, what can I? You know, I've been wronged by God, but I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Is basically what he's crying out here. Yeah. And then in uh, verses 11 through 12, he says, He has also kindled his wrath against me, and he counts me as one of his enemies. His troops come together and build up their road against me. They encamp all around my tent. So, um, again, he's he's falsely stating that God has kindled his wrath against Job and that God has counted for whatever reason. Job doesn't understand it. He doesn't know why, but God has made Job one of his enemies. And I know elsewhere in the Bible, it says that while we were still enemies, you know, God showed his love for us by sending Christ to die for us. Mm-hmm. You know, so Job's got it backwards here. You know, we're the enemies of God because of sin nature. We, you know, we reject God. Yeah. Um, but all the while we're living in a sinful state, God has not made himself an enemy against us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like someone declaring war on you. But you're saying, well, I'm not going to declare it back. Right. Okay, so God doesn't, you know, God doesn't make us his enemies. He doesn't make himself our enemies. Um, but, you know, because of sin nature, we're inherently, you know, by nature, we're enemies of God. Yeah. And while we were still enemies of God, he came and died for us. Yeah. You know, so he was never our enemy, even though we were his enemy. Mm-hmm. So Job's got it backwards here. Absolutely. Um, and again, that's just because they, you know, he didn't have the knowledge of God like we have now through the Old Testament and the New Testament. And, um, you know, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, the spirit that guides us into all truth. Mm-hmm. See, they didn't have that back then. Okay. Back then, there were uh, selective instances where the Holy Spirit came upon people and prophesied through them or, or did a miraculous right. thing through them. But it's not where the Holy Spirit lived in them continually, guiding them into all truth. That's right. So we definitely have a, a great advantage. Absolutely. Over people that lived 4,000 years ago. Yes, and, and my advice is grab onto that with all your being and yeah. make the most of it. Amen to that, yes. So uh, I just want to wrap up by saying if affliction comes upon you, be still. You know, be quick to ponder and listen. You know, don't blame God right away. Avoid getting angry and blaming God. Um, And remember that God gives life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. You know, John uh, chapter 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
and his his intended outcome for us is one of compassion and mercy. You know, he he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if that was his attitude towards Job, that's his attitude towards us. And just remember, when when you know affliction comes upon you, it's Satan that does the killing, stealing, and destroying. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Rick. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered it quite a bit today, buddy, and yep. got some good lessons out of today. Yep, I agree. So, folks, we'll see you next time, and until then, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen.